Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. Promise Church. The psalmist tells us, This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will be glad in it. Now, we don't know what kind of day David was having on that particular day, but by all of the psalms, we can know that no matter what is going on, when you wake up in the morning, it's a day that God has given you. So let's make the decision to rejoice. Let's make a decision to be glad in this day that God has given us right here. How many would do that today and just rejoice in it? All right, this is the second week of my message series, Courageous. And really, I I felt God put this on my heart in prayer because so often our reaction is to pray the season away, pray the adversity away, pray that giant obstacle that we're facing away. But I've been walking with the Lord long enough that I know that every season has a purpose and with Him, nothing is wasted. Many times we're praying for it all to go away. But God wants us to grow in faith and courage to face the giant instead of removing the giant. So let me read quickly in 1 Samuel 17 and 20. It said, early the next morning, while it was still dark, David, having arranged for someone to tend to his flock, took the food and was on his way just as his father, Jesse, had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the army was moving into battle formation and shouting the war cry. It said, while it was still dark, the day that David would face Goliath began so early that he was traveling toward the battlefield while it was still dark. In other words, David was walking in the dark, physical darkness, But it's fair to say that he was walking into something that he didn't entirely know would happen. Unexpected events would happen. David's father had just asked him to take food and supplies to his brothers. That was it. But you know the story, and that day would be much more eventful than that. And so while it was still dark, David leaves his home and walks toward the giant. I want to talk today about being courageous in the dark. How many know that it's not easy to walk in the dark? It's counterintuitive. Everything in you says, stop, go slow, sit down. Just walking through a dark room in your house can be a challenge. You might stub your toe, you might step on a child's Lego, much less being somewhere you haven't been before while it's dark. Darkness can be intimidating. Everything seems different in the dark. Now, as I was Looking at this topic this week, I read something that stood out to me. Science tells us that darkness is not actually a thing. It's the void of a thing, the absence of a thing. Darkness is the absence of light because light is tangible. It's measurable. It's quantifiable. You can see it. Darkness, on the other hand, is just the absence of all of that. It's what we don't have that makes it dark. It's a void. It's empty. Darkness has no power. It has no light, no heat. It's actually powerless. Darkness is powerless. 
But that doesn't mean it's painless. It just means that the pain comes from what is absent rather than the darkness itself. The pain comes from what's missing, not from what is there, but rather from what is not there. And I think we can all identify with this right now because we're all just kind of trying to feel our way through life right now. We're all kind of walking in the dark, so to speak. In one way or the other, we're trying to figure things out at work, on our jobs, how to make things work in certain parts of your life, or maybe somebody would say every part of my life. But we as people of faith, we know how to do this. I remember it said in 2 Corinthians in the 5th chapter, For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Here's what I want you to start doing with me today. Say to yourself right now, walk by faith. Say it to somebody across the room, next to you on the couch, walk by faith, not by sight. Just tell them, keep walking. Tell yourself, keep going, keep believing, keep trusting. Keep on keeping on, keep worshiping, keep praying, keep praising, just keep going. When it's dark, what are we supposed to do? When shadows fall, when we don't know exactly where we are, what we are to do, where we are to go, in the face of all that pressure or darkness, adversity, uncertainty, people of God, children of God, go ahead and talk to me. What are we going to do? Keep doing what we know to do. Walk by faith and not by sight. David knew about having courage in the dark. You know it, it's one of the most famous chapters in the Bible. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now stop right there because it's always darker in the valley. There's not near as much light down in the valley. And especially if you're deep down in the valley, the sun could be shining, but the light is blocked. And that is why there are shadows. David knew something about it when he said, even in the darkness, even in the shadow, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. And I want to encourage somebody today. So I want to remind somebody today, have courage and have faith because even in the darkness, God is with us. And somebody ought to receive that and somebody ought to say amen to that. I want to give you a couple things today. The first one is this. Don't doubt in the darkness what you saw in the light. You see, darkness has a way of causing us to doubt what we knew, what we saw, what we heard in the light. We just came through the Easter season and I did a short devotional each day through Passion Week. And I thought about what it would have been like to have lived on that Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. It said when Jesus was crucified and He gave up His Spirit, the sky went dark even though it was noon. There was physical, literal darkness. But think about the darkness that engulfed their heart and their mind as they thought, was Jesus really Lord? Did I just waste three years of my life? Was what He told us true? Remember, they didn't have this book. They didn't have the Gospels to turn the page and read the rest of the story. Jesus even told Peter that he said, I know you're saying that now, but it's going to be a long night. 
And before the sun comes up, you're going to deny me three times because after I'm arrested and the trial gets going and the pressure is on you, Peter, the darkness is going to cause you to doubt what you saw in the light. But on resurrection morning, as Peter and John were running to the tomb, I bet even though they were running at that crack of dawn, that early morning, they were remembering what Jesus had told them in the light during His ministry. Maybe as they were running, they were telling each other, hey, I remember He said that He was never going to leave us and never going to forsake us. And maybe one of them said, I remember when He said that just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, that He would be in the grave. And maybe they were counting Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe they said, I remember He said, be of good cheer because I've already overcome the world. That's why David said, I've hidden your word in my heart. Because there'll be times that I'm walking in the dark, but don't let the dark cause you to doubt what you knew to be true in the light. Somebody ought to receive that today. Don't doubt in the darkness what you saw in the light. Sometimes the only way to make it through the dark is to remember what you saw in the light. Maybe somebody today needs to go back in their mind and remember that answered prayer. Remember that time God provided for you in the past. Remember, God brought me through that one time way back there. God was faithful. God showed up. God was right on time. And that's what David did when he stepped into the valley of Elah. He's in the shadow of a nine-foot giant. And he remembered, God was with me against the lion. God was with me against the bear. And surely He will be with me against the Philistine And I want to encourage you today that your testimony is still valid. That word of faith still stands. That passage of Scripture is still true. Just because it's dark doesn't mean it's not there. And so that word you heard in the light, it's still true in the dark. The word you heard in the light, it is still true in the dark. Most of you know, but my wife and I have two boys And they sleep with a nightlight. And every night we put them to bed, we read a story, we say our prayers. And then there's that moment of leaving the room for them to fall asleep. And as a parent, it's it's a good night. And and they'll say, "Can, can we get one more hug? Or could you pray with me one more time? Pray that we don't have a bad dream. And I always say, son, I'm right down the hall. If you need anything, just call me and I'll come right in. I'm just down there. It's not far away. Don't worry. I'm just right here. And then I'll turn out the light. Many times, just a few minutes later, they'll test it out. They'll test me to see if it's really true. You know it. They'll call out, Dad, are you there? Are you still up? And they just want to know if what I said to them is still true. They want to know that what I told them before the light was flipped off is still true in the dark. That the darkness didn't undo the promise that was made in the light. And some of us need to be assured that what God said in the light has not changed. Come on, somebody ought to give God a praise right there and rejoice because His Word still stands. His promises are still true, even in the dark. The second thing I want us to know today is that God is at work in the dark. Have you ever noticed that a seed requires a time of darkness and a time of light to bring forth the harvest? 
Sunlight is a part of the process, but darkness is also a part of the process. The seed has to be buried. It has to be put under the soil. Dirt has to be piled on top of it. And somehow in God's perfect creative order, it's the darkness that brings the sprout, the vine, the crop. It breaks out of the seed and eventually emerges through the soil. Jesus used that same farming illustration. He talked about a seed being buried is a necessary part of the process. He actually said that the seed has to be buried and die in order to produce the crop. And somehow, God's creative order requires light and dark. We ought to understand that God does some great work in the darkness. And when we know that, we'll respond differently to dark times. David wrote about this too. He had walked in the shadows. He had stood in Goliath's shadow. He had endured some long and dangerous nights in the field as a shepherd, but he knew that God was at work even in the nighttime. And listen to this. It's in Psalm 121. Verse number two, he says, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So be encouraged today. God is not asleep in the darkness. He hasn't left us alone in the darkness. In fact, He is at work right now. And you ought to believe that. I ought to believe that. That God is doing a great work in us. God's doing a great work in your family in the darkness. God's doing a great work in His people and in His church even in the darkness. I want to close with this idea today. That there is a new day on the way. What we've been walking through these last number of weeks, nobody could have seen coming. And for many people, it's been a very difficult time. We're all in a difficult season, a dark night. But here's what I know, is that the night won't last always, and a new day is on the way. They say that it's the darkest just before the dawn. Darkness, remember, is the absence of light, has no power. It is nothing in and of itself. It's only the absence of light. It is powerless. And darkness can only stay until light shows up. And when light shows up, darkness has to flee. The night can only hold off the day for so long. Darkness can only hold off the light for so long. Darkness can only stay until the sun breaks the horizon because there is an appointed time for that new day to start. And the sun will rise and dawn will come and there is a new day on the way. David knew about that darkness. He knew about the shadow of death. He knew about the shadow of the nine foot giant and he knew about shepherding his sheep through the night when a lion and a bear came to attack his sheep. And he said it this way in Psalm 30. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I want to encourage you today. Joy is coming. Joy is coming in the morning. Morning is coming. A new day is on the way. And so wherever you are today, however you feel today, would you believe and give a great shout of amen to that? Come on and just say it for yourself. Say yes to it. Receive it. It's for me. A new day is on the way. 
And I want to pray for you today. But before I do, I want to read one last text. Because I thought about the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. He penned these words in chapter 9 and verse 2. He said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. I believe that was a prophetic word for the coming Messiah, but I also believe it to be universally true as well, that those who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who have never seen it before are looking for it and will see it now. When there was darkness all over the land, that was when people started to look for light. That's where we're living at right now. People are looking for light. People are looking for hope. People are looking for God. People from nations all around the world, they realize we're in darkness and we need light and they're finding the Lord. They're coming back to faith. Revival is shaking the land, it's shaking our world. Hearts are being renewed, faith is being restored. And I can't say it enough because I believe it, God is working in the darkness and a new day is coming. And every day that I'm in prayer through this season, I've felt that. I see it, light is breaking forth. Faith is being restored. Revival is happening. Salvation is coming. Miracles are happening. People are hungry. They're coming back to the light of God. And we ought to rejoice in that. We ought to give God a praise. We ought to shout because God is doing a new thing. And you can do that right where you're at today. And if you feel like that's you, if you feel like that's resonating with you, I want to give you a moment to pray today. And I just want to pray with you. We're going to sing a song in a moment, and I love the lyrics of it, and it just, gave, it just gave me hope and raised my faith. And we're going to sing that today, but it said, When I walk through the waters, I won't be overcome. When I walk through the river, I won't be drowned. My God will make a way, so I'm not afraid. When I'm in the fire, I won't feel the flame. I'll stand before the giant declaring victory. My God will make a way so I am not afraid. Before me, behind me, always beside me, no shadow, no valley where you won't find me. No, I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I believe God is with us and I believe God is fighting for us. And I believe that new day is coming. And if that resonates with you today, I just invite you, maybe stand up if you're on the couch, maybe get up on your feet, just maybe lift up your hands, maybe close your eyes, because I believe in this moment, God can touch you and lift you up right where you're at. Would you just pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, I just pray right now in this moment, and I pray right now that whoever is listening, whoever is watching God, would be uplifted in this moment. I believe there are people that are listening, that are watching, that have been looking for light in this dark time. And I believe that your light can break through their night, break into their spirit right now, God. I believe that you can lift them up today. I believe that salvation can come today. I believe that your spirit can be poured out on us anew, afresh, that there can be a revival of hearts and souls and minds in this hour. And we believe you and praise you because I know that a new day is coming. And I always wish somebody would give God a great shout of praise. And I know that you can say amen to that.
Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.